Mary had a little man. The fall. We believe that all men are created equal. To the magnificent mosaic that is America. From radio beacon to radio beacon. I have a dream. Change has come to America. Believe me. Help is on the way. Knock, knock. Who's there? Hey! It's a figment of your imagination. Randy Rhodes Show. Turn up your mind. I'm stopping you. Do you have a license? What do you the fatal encounter between the unidentified officer and 26-year-old Patrick Leoya began as a traffic stop over a license plate that didn't match the vehicle's registration. Leoya appears to walk away from the officer and then resist before running. Multiple videos, including from the officer's body camera, his dash cam, a cell phone, and a security camera captured what happened next. The two appear to wrestle over control of the officer's taser. It deploys twice into the ground. Then, as this video shot by the car's passenger shows, while on top of Leoya's back, the officer fires a single shot, striking Leoya in the head. The Grand Rapids police chief released the video despite an ongoing investigation, saying the community needed to see what happened. So a taser is not per se a deadly weapon. The taser is what would be known as an intermediate weapon. Under Michigan law, an officer can use deadly force to prevent death or bodily harm. They're not identifying the officer, but the seven-year veteran is on paid administrative leave pending the investigation. After the video release, hundreds gathered to demand justice. Leoya, who was a father to two young daughters, was a refugee from the Democratic Republic of Congo. In a statement, attorney Ben Crump, who's representing the family, demanded charges against the officer. Saying in part, the video clearly shows that this was an unnecessary, excessive and fatal use of force against an unarmed black man who was confused by the encounter and terrified for his life. That frustration flooded Tuesday's packed city commission meeting. You share the blame. The blood is on your hands too. We never had to lose someone at all. Patrick Leoya was cut down in the prime of his life. The Michigan State Police are leading the investigation. When it's finished, it will be up to the Kent County prosecutor to decide if charges are warranted. Okay, so imagine you're the Kent County prosecutor. Do you prosecute? Do you think you could prosecute? Could you get a guilty verdict beyond a reasonable doubt in Grand Rapids, Michigan, with these videos, with these? That's the question. That's the question. And, you know, I watched uh, every angle from every, uh, advantage, from every vantage point that there was to have to watch. Some of it's in the homework, so you can see it. The passenger's video, which was, uh, you know, uh, Patrick's friend who was sitting in the front seat, he is, uh, you know, his video is there to be seen. Uh, obviously, there's video from a ring doorbell or some, you know, home surveillance system, but it's really from across the street and it's far away. But all you can see is uh, that Patrick uh, Leoya uh, was running away. You can see the officer's body cam video, which is very up close and personal, except for when the officer actually starts, you know, Patrick Le Leoya uh, ran away. He ran away. Now, here's, here's something we need to insert just for your information so you have a complete picture when you decide whether or not you could prosecute, which is the question. Uh, Patrick Leoya is from the Congo. He's a Congolese man. 
English is not his first language. You need to understand that. And the culture of America is not his embedded culture. Okay. He in the and the reason why I say that is because I I looked it up, and in the Congo, from what people were saying about it, is when a police officer stops you or your uh you know uh, traffic stopped in uh, the Congo, you get out of your vehicle. In the United States, when a police officer stops you, unless he tells you to get out of your vehicle, you remain in your vehicle. And this police officer told this, uh, this particular 26-year-old man with two little kids at home that he should stay in the car. And Patrick did not stay in the car. He got out of the car and he stood by the car. And the officer said, I told you to stay in the car. And he seems dazed. He seems confused about what he, Patrick, is supposed to do. But the officer told him, get in the car, get in the car. He didn't get in the car. The officer approaches, I'm going to show you the body cam video from the officer. Uh, the officer approaches and says to him, you know, he asks, why are you stopping me? What did I do? And the officer tells him, which is, you know, kind of not normal. Normally, police never tell me what I did. You know, <laughs> never. I mean, when I was younger, they would talk to me, but now they don't. You know, now they don't. They just say, sit there, you know, I'll be back. But uh, when I was younger, they would say, hi, how you doing? What's going on? Can I see your license and registration? Blah, blah, blah. Now it's like, just stay there. I'll be right back. Anyway, the officer tells him that what he pulled him over for is that the plate on the car, the license plate on the car, doesn't match the car, which is worthy of being pulled over. So the officer tells Patrick this. And Patrick, uh, you know, still is standing there as if he doesn't understand. And then the officer explains it to him again. The plates don't match the car. Do you have a driver's license? And he said, you know, do you speak English? And uh, Patrick indicates that he does. But I've answered that question, you know, uh, do you speak Spanish? And uh, I've said yes when really I should have said something other than yes. I should have said a little or I should have said more or less or I should have said some, right? But I said yes. Anyway, he says yes. And the police officer then says, you know, do you have a license? Let me see your license. And Patrick still stands there sort of confused. And he said, do you have a license? And he said, yes. Where is it? In the car. And the officer says, okay, then get it. And Patrick opens the door, and obviously there's a passenger in the front seat, which we don't know until this point. And he asks the passenger to find his driver's license, which is odd. And at some point, the passenger either communicates to Patrick or Patrick realizes something happens where he turns around and he can't produce a license. And instead of saying anything about the inability to produce the license, he runs. He runs. And so the police officer runs after him. Now, my question is simple. Why do we run after people? Why do we do that? I, I'm not really sure why we do that. Why don't you just, you have a license plate, you have a car, you have somebody who's outside of the car, just call for somebody to come with a tow truck or call for somebody for backup or something like this. 
this is this is where it becomes a a a a, a game of of cat and mouse, and of course that escalates the tension in the situation. And I thought that we had had this conversation so many times, so many times, that we understood and that good police officers understood that the goal here was to de-escalate these situations. And yet, we still escalate these situations. We still ramp it up, get the adrenaline flowing, start chasing people, running after people, shouting at people the whole nine yards. And Patrick did resist. There's no question he resisted arrest. He resisted really hard. They rolled on the grass. This went on and on and on for a good solid three minutes. And when you're fighting like that, three minutes is a long time. He pulls out the police officer. We don't know his name. Police officer pulls out his taser. He's a very bad shot. He takes a shot. It goes into the ground. He does it again. The shot goes into the ground. At this point, Patrick grabs for the taser. These are the facts you will have if you prosecute this. He grabs for the taser. The police officer is saying, let go of the taser, let go of the taser. You can clearly hear that on at least one video clearly hear it and the officer then climbs on top of Patrick and executes him doesn't put a bullet in his shoulder he puts it in the back of his head clear for takeoff Randy Rhodes Air Force Air Force RandyRhodes.com so we all know democracy does not look the way it ought to look. And a lot of us know that the reason is because of money in politics. I want to show you a new podcast. It's called Democracy Decoded. It's a podcast by the Campaign Legal Center. And it looks at government and it discusses innovative ways that could lead to a stronger, more transparent, accountable, more inclusive democracy. The host is Simone Leeper. And she speaks with experts from across the political spectrum and takes a deep dive into the forces fueling our election, not just in the nation's capital, but at all levels of government. Democracy Decoded will take you on a journey. It looks really into the nuts and bolts of the campaign finance system. And it looks at the effects of secret spending at both the federal and state level, explores where and how foreign governments are spending to attempt to influence American elections and our foreign policy. Listen, tune in and learn more. Find it at democracydecoded.org or wherever you get your podcast.